What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Aaron Mello podcast. I am your host, Aaron Mello. And with this podcast, what I'm looking to do is just have conversations with photographers, creatives, artists, just people who are creating things and live that lifestyle doing what they want to do. I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into interviewing just photographers, even though I am one myself, because there's a vast array of people that I would love to have conversations with who don't do photography, but actually do some other type of artistry. A couple of weeks back, I had actually recorded my first proper episode with a good friend of mine, David Butler, who is a photographer, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. So to introduce myself for those who might not know me, I am Aaron Mello. I'm a photographer from southeastern Massachusetts. Right now, I'm doing mostly weddings, portraits, and on the side as well, uh, part of my business is commercial work, so doing lifestyle imagery or brand imagery for smaller businesses. But otherwise, uh, most of what I do right now is weddings. I had put a stop on weddings tentatively for 2023 and really looking to go full force into lifestyle and commercial work come 2024. And in the meantime, I have jobs here and there to allow me to really branch out and be a bit more creative. For anybody who may or may not know, there is a bit of a a standard in the wedding industry space where people know what they want, they know what they expect, and you don't have a lot of time to be creative in these situations. Now, I'm sure some people who are wedding photographers who may be listening to this might hear that and scoff and say, of course there is. You can use off-camera flash and you can do this and that and Ryan Brenizer and Sam heard this and I get that completely, understand. They are absolutely in their own niche, but for me, it's pretty standard and otherwise, what I'm looking to do with my creativity lies outside of weddings. With that being said, a little bit more about me. I actually got into photography when I was about 12 years old. I went on a family trip And at that time, my uncle had a pretty new digital camera. Um, I'm going to say this was probably somewhere 1998, 1999. So digital cameras were very new and very expensive. However, we went to Monticello down in Virginia, which is Thomas Jefferson's home. The grounds are beautiful. So I just took it upon myself to experiment with this camera. It was new to me. It was new to a lot of people at least for the digital sense, and I just had an absolute blast doing it. I definitely stuck to the macro type of photos, so I was taking close-ups of bees on the flowers and flowers themselves, and of course adding in some landscape shots here and there, but I was just incredibly fascinated by all of it from how the camera itself worked to taking the photos and it just brought me so much joy and I had so much fun doing it. So fast forward a couple of years and my dad actually purchased our first digital camera. It was a Canon PowerShot S30, 3.2 megapixel point and shoot camera. And that camera, I actually have it in my closet here somewhere. I'll have to find it and take some pictures of it just for fun. But that camera, got hours of use every day. From the moment I would get out of school, I would just go and shoot. We lived in Maine at the time. Um, I actually lived in Maine from when I was 14 to 17. I would just go out into the apple orchards next to our home, go and shoot in there, landscapes, close-ups, self-portraits, 
rain, sun, any type of weather, I would just be out there shooting. And I just absolutely fell in love. That progressed into wanting to know a little bit more about photography itself, really the basics of it. So I actually, what I call going, I went backwards, I guess you could say, into film photography to really learn that a bit more really dive into apertures and shutter speeds and why this does that and how this looks that way. And while I didn't develop the film myself, I would always bring it to a lab to develop. We were spending, and by we, I mean my dad, was spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on getting things processed. And uh, I don't even remember one lab ended up charging us 60 something dollars and he was beside himself. And Sure enough, there wasn't much on that role because it was just mostly experimentation. But anyways, so my love for digital was just ever present in my life. Again, I was just shooting at all hours of the night and I really started to get into long exposure and night photography. So I would find myself on Friday nights, Saturday nights, going to random buildings almost. If I think back to where I used to go, that the buildings don't actually exist anymore. They were some type of factories but we would find ourselves climbing ladders, climbing on the roofs and just shooting, I don't know, sodium vapor lights, uh, whatever lights that they had there showing off the kind of a, a different side of these factories or these buildings that people wouldn't normally see in the daytime. And we just had a blast doing it. We had a camera bag, maybe some snacks, a tripod set up for taking photos. 30 seconds here, 10 seconds here, getting light streaks, maybe getting some stars in the sky in the background. It was just a blast. And life kind of happened quickly from there where next thing I knew, I was graduating high school. Photography was kind of falling by the wayside. I still had the point and shoot, but I wasn't using it as much. And there was a big chunk of time from probably after high school till about 21. And at that time I became a dad and I was really only documenting things on a camera phone, which at that time in 2007, camera phones, looking back, were absolutely awful, but it was helping me tell a story of my new life with my son. So for that, I'm grateful. However, if anything was to be printed out, it just would not look good. So looking back on those photos now, they're pretty awful, but again, it's for the memories. There was a point where I was probably 22 or 23 where I got an, another Canon point and shoot as a gift and it kind of reinvigorated my love for photography that I had lost for the past four or five years. So it was great to be able to document those moments with my son having those point and shoot cam having that point and shoot camera but I wanted to do more and that's when I really started looking at getting back into it. And I got a Canon T1i with a kit lens. I honestly don't even remember what the actual focal length of that lens was now, but it at least allowed me to get back into it and really just find that love of photography all over again and also look to expand my skills. Things had certainly changed within the past five years, so I needed to relearn some things, see what was going on, see what other photographers were into or what might be popular. And at this time... Instagram had actually just started coming onto the scene. I think it was 2009 when I first signed up for Instagram. And that was pretty much just, you're taking pictures on your phone, you're putting a filter on them, and here's what I had for dinner. 
it wasn't for a while until people really started putting photos on there from their actual cameras, their DSLRs. And once that happened, it just opened up this world of opportunity where for somebody like myself who had been putting photos on DeviantArt, if you remember that website, that was a throwback. It had now much more of a reach, especially for people across the country for being able to see my work, never mind people, you know, right in the next town over. So that started to change the way that I would shoot. And we could go off on a tangent about the way that Instagram has changed me as a photographer. And I will stick with saying that probably for the worse. But anyways, there was this weird time from when I was probably 23. And for the next couple of years, I knew that I wanted to be a photographer, but I just didn't know how. I'll be honest in saying that I was thinking that something would just fall into my lap. I was shooting for fun. I was shooting friends. I always had a camera in my hand, whether there were people at my house taking pictures of my friends, family, whatever it may be. So nothing was going to some audience where people are just going to see this and say, I need to hire Aaron immediately. So I worked my jobs. I was working in sales here, there, everywhere. And it wasn't really until I was at this, what I considered a dead-end office job selling high-end vehicles in a sales environment, which is just tough for anybody because you're working 50, 60 hours a week. And at the time, I was making good money. I was in my mid-20s, and I was happy doing that, but knowing that it's not what I wanted to do forever. But again, my mentality in my mid-20s was comfort. I was comfortable doing what I was doing. I was making decent money, paying my bills, being able to pay for my son, and we had a easygoing life for the most part. But I would notice myself actually just looking through the portfolios of lifestyle, lifestyle photographers like Doug Saunders, and I just drooled over his work. He was shooting for big name companies and these, this car company, that car company, this celebrity, this band. And I just sat back and I said, wow, I want to do that. That looks incredible. I have a camera. Why can't I do things like that? And it was just poor mentality on my part that I wasn't putting in the work necessary to get myself there. Again, I just thought that I would sit back something would fall into my lap, some email would come through from a big company that would say, hey, Aaron, would you like to shoot a campaign for us? It was naive, certainly. There was nothing that would come through. <laughs> there was nothing that was just going to fall onto my lap out of nowhere because I would shoot you know, maybe 100 photos a week and really not do much with them. But if we fast forward to 2018, again, I was working in sales. I was working in Boston. Felt like I had a big boy job where I was commuting to work in the city every day and taking the train. But I was out of the house for probably 13 hours a day between the commute, my actual office hours, and then the commute home. It was just a lot. And I was starting to get burnt out. I knew that I was at kind of this turning point where I needed to do something or else I was going to be stuck forever. So we had actually just gotten back from a trip to London for a uh, trade show for the software company that I was working for, and I knew that it had to be done. Uh, management was getting toxic in regards to just really looking over my shoulder for everything I was doing, going through my inboxes, watching everything that I was doing in and out of traffic on my, uh, actually on my laptop, not my phone. 
and I knew that I needed to be done. So we parted ways in June of 2018. And I'll be honest in saying that there was a bit of a panic for a little while in regards to what I would do. Now, I knew that photography was what I wanted to do. I knew it was what I needed to do, but I didn't know how to get there still because I was still in limbo where, yes, I was doing some shoots here and there, but certainly not enough to sustain an income to support myself and my son. So I scrambled and kept going to sales interviews again in Boston. I probably went through 15 to 20 interviews and I kept getting declined for whatever reason. And it was just a sign that I knew I wasn't where I needed to be. I needed to just stop, take a step back and evaluate that something is telling me that this isn't where I need to be. The sales world is not me. It's not my personality. It's not what brings me happiness. So after hearing no, after no, after no, I said, you know what? No more sales interviews. I have a camera. I'm going to start to make this work. And once I changed my mindset on what is going to bring me happiness, what is going to bring fulfillment to my life and putting in the work that I needed to do, whether it was actually going after people and saying, hey, let me just photograph you for free until I had a big enough portfolio of portraiture and engagement sessions or couple sessions, family sessions. Once those started to become a portfolio of mine is when work started to come in, paid jobs were starting to come in. And after a couple months of that, I actually won a Sony mirrorless camera, which I still use today four years later. B&H Photo Video was having a talk on the Sony A7R 3 which was a brand new camera coming out at the time. They were hosting a, a Q&A on their Twitter, and I had put in a question asking about the battery life, and they were supposedly going to pluck a winner out of those questions and give one of these people a camera. Sure enough, I got a message a couple hours later that said, congratulations, you've won a Sony A7R 3 And I was just beside myself. It was a $3,000 camera at the time, and I just sat back in awe. I guess I should back up and say that I won this while I was still at this sales job that I had just mentioned a couple of moments ago. So I was sitting in the middle of my office when I got the message saying that I won this, and I think out loud, I said, oh my God, I just want a $3,000 camera. And it was at that point where I can honestly say my life changed because I didn't have a big bank account. I didn't have a rainy day fund where I could just rely on that for a little while until something fell through. So my life changed in the end of 2018 and I just went full force into photography. I didn't have a plan B. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. And this is why I started a podcast because I wanted to talk with people who have been in my same situation where they weren't doing what they loved. They were in a dead end job or feeling unable to do what they really wanted to do. So I wanted to have the conversations with people to just see what they went through before they made the leap similar to what I did in 2018. There's 
uh, a Gary Vaynerchuk quote that I heard recently that really just stuck with me and I, I think about all the time now where he said, people are so rigid, so in need of predicting the future that it cripples them from actually doing. And it's so true, especially nowadays where everybody feels like they need to know what the next three, six, however long months are going to bring for them, their income, their success, their happiness. And you can't think that way because if you're too busy thinking about tomorrow and the day after, you're never going to worry about today. You're going to be stuck in this perpetual state of what happens next rather than just worrying about what you're doing now. And I, I myself absolutely get stuck in that too. I'm, I'm not innocent from that. But it's hearing the stories from people that were in similar situations that really just inspire me and I hope are able to inspire other people who come across this podcast to make that leap, to not necessarily have a plan B. Because again, if you have a plan B, you'll never stick with plan A. So my plan A was photographer. And at this point, after all of these no's at all of these jobs, I knew that I didn't need a plan B. I needed to stick with plan A. It would work itself out if I had the dedication that I claimed I did, if I had the love for it that I claimed I did since I was almost 14 years old. I feel like I was stuck in limbo for almost 20 years, which is crazy to think about. So being able to make that leap is really where I want people to understand that, yes, you can do it. The excuses are just a way of satisfying yourself into why you're not doing things. Oh, I have bills. Me too. I have a car payment. Me too. But I have a family. Me too. There has been no handouts in my life where I've been able to just go, I'm going to be a photographer and somebody else will pay my rent or pay my bills, put food on my table. No, it's always been me. And the only person that you can rely on is yourself. So I'm hoping that with this podcast, again, we're able to reach people who might be in limbo, who might not be doing what brings them happiness, who may be in this position that they've just been thinking about it and thinking about it, but don't know how to take action. So between myself and my guests, I really look to do that. And I can't wait to hear some stories from people who do listen to this. So bringing us current, as I mentioned, a couple of weeks back, I interviewed a good friend of mine, David Butler. He's an absolutely fantastic photographer. He was actually a photographer whose portfolio I would sit and stare at because while I knew him in person, in real life, we probably wouldn't be able to call each other a friend because we knew each other through others and, you know, had, had grown up in the same city and we knew of each other. Once I came across his portfolio and he was shooting these high-end commercial and product images for big-name brands, I thought, I need to get next to him because I have nobody in my life that is doing what I want to do, so I'm looking for him to guidance. So I reached out to him years ago, and this was probably in, I want to say 2013 or 2014, where at the time I was actually unemployed. I had gotten fired from that sales job selling high-end cars, which is a story for another time, but 
that was also a moment where I was kind of in limbo and I didn't know how to proceed, but it just wasn't the right time for photography. That point in my life, my mid-20s, it's just, it wasn't going to be it because I did not have the right mindset. So I had reached out to Dave. He had a studio in Portland, Maine, where I found myself quite often during the summer. And walking into his studio to see just the absolutely gorgeous studio, the equipment, and just kind of getting all that gear lust and really lust of a career that I knew I wanted, it started to shift my thought process, which again, still didn't change for a few years, but it was these little breadcrumbs that were being left and just knowing that that was where I wanted to be. So I watched Dave from afar because we didn't stay in direct communication. He certainly had his own freelancer life and I was just stuck in limbo and I didn't want to be a life suck on anybody. You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? How could I do this? Nobody, nobody wants to deal with somebody like that. So I just watched from afar. I watched his portfolio grow. I watched these brands come in and out of his studio and just it was amazing to me. So being able to sit down with Dave a couple of weeks back and really dive into that conversation, which we could absolutely fill up a whole nother podcast episode talking because there's still a lot that I would love to know. However, because of time constraints, uh, either way, we were able to squeak out about an hour and a half of just fantastic conversation. And again, being in that position of, I need to just jump without a parachute. And that was the part of the conversation that I think that I appreciated the most personally. And I hope that people can pick up some tidbits from that as well, because he's a very, very smart person and is well-educated in the freelance life, as well as just having an absolutely incredible eye for photography, both professionally and personally that we dive into as well. So I hope that episode will actually bring you as much joy as it brought me, even if you don't know Dave. He's an absolute pleasure, and I'm so grateful that he allowed me to come to his studio also, which is beautiful, and just sit down and chat for almost two hours. So it was absolutely fantastic. And I look forward to having these conversations again with people who I might not even know. I might know from arm's length, but, you know, I'm truly learning myself. And that's what I did a lot with Dave as well. There was a lot I did know, but there was a lot that I didn't. So genuinely asking those questions helped me understand and just really brought clarity to my thought process when it comes to freelancing and how other people also go through that struggle. So that's about all I have for this first episode as an introduction. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if there's somebody that you would love to hear on this podcast, absolutely let me know whether it is through Instagram at Aaron Mello underscore M-E-L-L-O, no W, or even in the show notes, uh, feel free to email me or however you find yourself getting in touch with me. Would love to hear that. So feel free, recommend some friends, share this podcast with a friend. Let me know who you want to hear on. And I look forward to bringing more episodes to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to having some awesome guests on the show. Thank you so much.